Welcome to Season 1, Episode 4 of Behind the Bookcase, a podcast dedicated to sharing amazing authors and promoting books. Let's start off by introducing ourselves. I'm Arabella. I'm Allie. And I'm Priya. We are 6th grade students from Forest Grove Elementary School, Bettendorf, Iowa. Today, we will discuss what we learned from Lauren Walk, the author of Echo Mountain. All three of us just loved reading this book. So you can guess we were more than surprised when we had the opportunity to talk to the author. Yeah, we had a rich conversation with her about the writing process and mindset she had to have in order to write this book. We hope that our discussion today will inspire you or give wonderful insights. All right, let's dig in. Words, they not only impact our perspective, but shape a story as well. So let's talk about some of the words that changed us after reading Echo Mountain. But first, why don't we listen in to what Lauren Walk had to say about words? And and I pay very close attention to the words themselves. They are for me, when I'm writing or when I'm reading another book, for me, the language is the most important thing. And it acts like like a step, like stepping stones into the story. If I follow the language itself and I pay close attention to putting the right words in the right order, I, I build this momentum up and I end up following my character and following the words into the story. And it's just such an adventure and it's such a pleasure. So interesting. Priya, you want to share one word? Yeah. One of the words that impacted me was adjustment. To me, this meant that Ellie, one of the main characters, had to move forward while keeping her identity through doubt and blame. Could you tell me more, and what do you mean by that? Well, part of this was mindset. This was a big part of who she was because she had to think in a certain way when her surroundings kept shifting and evolving. She had to keep fear out of her mind, otherwise lives would have been in danger. Great thinking. And such a powerful idea. Speaking of moving forward, Lauren Walk talked to us about drowning the distractions out. Let's hear it. Ah, interesting. So all of this has to do with shutting out the outside world and immersing yourself in the world you've created, not just the physical world of the mountain and the depression and and everything else that goes around it, but the words themselves. And so um, I'm a poet as well as a prose writer. So when I immerse myself in those words, combined with that place and I can hear the voices of my characters and I can smell what they smell and see and hear everything they're experiencing, the whole rest of the world goes away. And I do my best work and I enjoy it. And if I let things intrude, like my noisy husband or the fact that I am late, you know, I have a deadline looming or or I worry too much about what my readers are going to think. Oh, is this the right word for them? I get yanked out of that world and, and I feel like I'm torn in two. And so it's really, really important if you're talking about mindset and practice, it's very important for me at least. And I think for most artists of all kinds to be in a zone, to be isolated with your work and your characters and your words. It's really hard sometimes. Um, I, I'd kind of like to have a shack in the yard where I can go and lock the door behind me. But even when you're physically separated, if you let the stuff in your head get to you, all the distractions that are constantly whirling around in your head, it's really hard to be on a mountain with a 12-year-old girl named Ellie and a dog named Quiet. Instead, I'm on Cape Cod thinking about the bills that are due or you know the fact that there's no food in the house or whatever. It's so hard to put blinkers on and or blinders on and just absolutely... Um, 
be that focused. So it takes a lot of practice. And then kids, everyone today, but you guys have so many distractions that I did not have when I was your age. I didn't have the internet. I didn't have cell phones. I had three channels on the TV and I was allowed to watch it for like an hour or two a day. Uh, I, I rode my bike. I went outside. I, you know, everything's relative. But now I am as addicted to technology as anybody is. And I find it very difficult to turn it all off. Even when I'm I'm not near technology. It's oh, it's calling to me, and I, I I'm I'm really I regret that because there there's a lot out there in that big beautiful world that I, I'm afraid we're missing. So um, mindset and focus and everything are harder I think these days to achieve than than they were for me when I was you know your age. Uh, I urge you all to try very very hard not to be too reliant on things outside yourself, you know, be, be your own best uh, connection to what's important to you. I've never thought about drowning the distractions out before, but still, I agree. Sometimes we're too focused on devices rather than our environment. That definitely makes sense. Sometimes I think we take the present or moments we have for granted and instead focus on social media. Yeah. Social media can make us jealous of others, or we may think that the online world is more appealing than reality. In Echo Mountain, Ellie didn't have the luxury of phones or computers anyway. She had to use what was around her. Good reminder, and I didn't really think about that. Ellie was able to come up with solutions without social media. She had more important things to focus on. She didn't have a website to search up her answers on, for sure. Good point. When Ellie had to keep going on with her life after her dad wasn't able to be with her, it was difficult because it wasn't the same, but she had to remember her past to move forward. Helped her have the specific mindset she needed to make hard decisions that were necessary. A great quote on page 237 when it said, Kate was not big, nor was she jolly, but when I looked into her blue eyes, I knew both what she was and what she had once been, which were really the same thing, though they weren't. Arabella, what do you think that means? I think this means that people can change. This shows us that even when things change, you have to adapt with it. You are always pivoting and adjusting, but some parts of your old self you will always take with you because they shape you as a person. That quote was so interesting. I pulled that out as well. Ellie shows us how to move forward from tragedy in the past without forgetting it completely. This is important because the past is a part of us we can't deny. Our experiences prepare us for what lies ahead on our journey. We should grow and learn, not linger on our mistakes. And that's exactly what Ellie did in Echo Mountain. To wrap it up, let's recap. If there's one thing Echo Mountain taught us, is how to pivot, be flexible, and move forward in ever-changing times. I agree. Our thanks to Lauren Wolf for giving us not only her time, but sharing her talents and insights. We learned a lot from her. Yeah. And don't forget to check out other extraordinary books by Lauren Walk, such as Wolf Hollow and Beyond the Bright Sea. We hope you enjoyed turning, tuning in to Behind the Bookcase. Thank, Thank you! you.